from the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask hockey shops present College Hockey West Live. Behind the Masks College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. College graduate, member of the military, then you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, Show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, anywhere that you may be listening to us tonight on this special edition, this big game Sunday night, College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you from Greenwood Village, Colorado tonight. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein. I'm waiting to see if he's on the board. Don't see him yet. Um, I'm guessing he'll be around sometime soon. But in the meantime, uh, I will tell you that uh, things are good here in Colorado. And, Paul, how are you? Did you get caught up in that Philadelphia Eagles game or what? Who? What? (laughs) Game on? I'm waiting around. I'm going like, I wonder where my co-host is tonight. Oh, oh, here he is. Here he is. is. He pops on? up. He pops up. <laughs> what, what what game? Who's playing? Uh, well, the Chiefs just took the lead, so yeah. Chiefs. Anyway, Boston Chiefs. That that's that's we're football. About slap we're, we're talking hockey, and uh, the big game that I was talking about was actually a big series, as uh, the Denver Pioneers, Paul took care of business against North Dakota. Uh, four wins this season. That's a sweep at North Dakota and a sweep at Magnus Arena in front of about 70% North Dakota fans in Magnus, by the way. Well, uh, I'm uh, listen, it's not news that the North Dakota fans travel well. Um, I'm, I'm sure that you know, people probably paid for their entire season ticket. Um, uh, shall we say? Um, I don't know what's the what's the phrase they use now? Reselling <laughs> the resale market. <laughs> is that is that? I mean, I mean, listen, because if you're a green and white guy and you're traveling to Denver, uh, I'm not going there unless I know I have it, a ticket, you're a right? Sue. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. know. I'm, just, still, I'm just saying. There were still plenty of seats available. There's no doubt about that. It wasn't like he couldn't get a seat in that building. 
but I'm just telling you. Apparently. And everybody noticed it, including the Pioneer players, and uh, they made note of it. As a matter of fact, on Friday night, um, Carter Mazur made sure that everybody knew whose building it was when he scored uh, a couple of times and, and showed the crest of his his jersey off to the North Dakota fans on one end of the rink, let them know that, yeah, this belongs to the Pioneers. Uh, by the way, they're nine-time NCAA champions and the reigning defending NCAA champion and right. the number five in the pairwise. Right. Well, I mean, we can do that oh, again. Oh, by the I way, mean... by the way, they, they're second highest wins in NCAA hockey. Right. They're number five in the pairwise. Well, listen. So winning, winning doesn't matter. It, it doesn't really matter. It's just like, you know what? You know, we'll, we'll just pick teams. I'll let the computer pick the winners, and right. we'll go from there. Well, that's. That's the way it should be. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, what a hypocrite no, just, you are. I'm just saying. What a hypocrite you are. Uh, you know you want the game played on the ice, and you know who more than likely is going to win uh, if they played on the ice between the top five teams in the country. Oh, listen, if you asked me, and nobody asked, nobody nobody asked does, you anything. This is true because they're smart. They don't. You know, they don't really want to hear it. Um, I said to somebody a couple of weeks ago when I was at the LIU uh, Lindenwood games, somebody asked me, who liked that? I said, Denver's the best team. I said, first of all, you're the champs until somebody beats you. I go, there's still four lines deep. The one question you had with the team, you know, even going back to last year was the goaltending. And, you know, Krona answered those questions last year. So me, uh, what can, what can you say? I mean, and and we know even a goaltender, you know, Matt Davis is a pretty good goalie. He's just playing on the wrong team, right? <laughs> Theoretically. Well, for – until next one year, net. and then he'll be on the right team. Then he'll be on well, the right next team year. next year. It'll be his net next year. Um, yeah, it will, too, because I don't know who's going to challenge him. Uh, sorry, Jack. Well, Caruso, somebody will but, challenge him. Uh, uh, no, nah, I don't think so, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, somebody will. We'll find right? out I mean, next. i got to go let's, to camp let's get through this goalie. No, no, but I'm just saying, like, um, there's a lot of his talent. His job to lose. In number 35? Yeah, there's a lot of talent in 35. And uh, he's just biding his time and um, collecting championship rings along the way. And right. uh, when he's his time, he'll play and he'll perform. There's no doubt in my I'm, mind. I'm but sure. Let me give I'm... you some bullet. Let me give you some bullet points from this weekend. This is what I noticed. Uh, for anybody that's been following the show knows that I haven't seen the Pioneers in person for a bit because uh, I've been other places and doing other things. Well, but yeah, sometimes things happen. Um, right? I mean. Yeah, so so I get back to see him this week, and I uh, some things jumped out at me immediately. Um, number one is I was a little concerned with them being a little weak on the puck, and I uh, offensively and defensively they just didn't seem like they had the stick to itiveness to uh, to to dominate. And I compared them to last year's team, and I saw um, a difference, shall we say, at least on Friday night. It was better Saturday night. Um, so a couple of things I noticed. Um, yeah, but number one, Magnus Krona makes a bunch of saves, and he doesn't get nearly the credit that he should because his offense is so good. 
in front of him. And his defense is so good in front of him. But boy, if you wanted a goaltender to make a big save for you, I'd take big number 30 almost any day. So that's number one. Um, number two is, uh, having seen David Carl in person and I'll get a better feel on Tuesday, uh, when I get to media day, but, uh, having seen them again, Friday and Saturday night, one-on-one in a, well, in a scrum, I should say, um, I, I can see a weight lifted off of David's shoulders and that weight is, Hey, we've had this target on our back. We're getting everybody's best performance every night, but now we're nine points up in the NCHC Penrose Cup race. And I don't see any team that's going to catch him with six games remaining. So that, to me, when I look at David, I I saw some relief this weekend. Uh, I asked him, and we'll hear it in a little bit, but I asked him about the comfort zone and how the guys are feeling and how the growth was coming because he likes to talk about that growth from the start of the season to the tournament time, if you will. And, and he said they were comfortable. I asked him, I said, how does the team feel? He goes, they feel great. <laughs> you'll hear him, you'll hear him comment on that. So that's number two. The third bullet point is I'm starting to see um, the inexperience of the freshman group become, um, how should I say this? Uh, part of the experience Not freshman group. anymore. Yeah, definitely not freshman anymore. And I'll tell you, when you see Carter Mazur with uh, freshman Jared Wright and freshman uh, Aiden Hobie Thompson, Who? Um, you Somebody know. actually named their kid know. Hobie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they really? should have if they did. check the roster. he's going to be the check next check the roster to see if that's yeah. really his nickname or just one of these, <laughs> another one of these nonsense <laughs> idioms. I you... told you this summer when I saw that kid at the stop, NJEC, he's special. It. And he did it again this weekend. He kept just he, Paul. He was ten for eleven yeah, in the faceoff circle on Saturday night, and that was good player. And that was stop. And that was when that was when he had an off night Friday, and for a freshman to see, hey, I didn't do very well in the faceoff circle, which I'm really good at, and fix it by Saturday night, uh, fix it to the point where he was almost perfect in the faceoff circle. Right. Um his uncanny sense of passing is unbelievable. I mean, it's not like the pass is almost there. It's right there. And when it's on your tape as a recipient, boy, there's so many good things can happen. Um, He also has a hockey sense to where he knows when and where to shoot the puck, which freshmen sometimes never get, even when they're seniors, it takes them that time to find that he's got it already. Um, when he gets a little stronger and a little bigger and keep in mind, he was injured all summer, uh, the end of July, all of August, September, October, he didn't get into the lineup until like midway through October. So, uh, he's, he's a kid that's going to make a difference. And when coach Carl thinks that he can put his best player, arguably Carter Mazur with two freshmen, that's telling you that he's got some confidence. A lot of confidence in his young guys. Well, that's the 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 luxury of having depth. It's the luxury of having guys. You know, what is what is there? Two thirds of this roster was on this team last year that won a national championship. I mean, they are missing a few key guys from last year's team because that's just what happens in college athletics. 
But most of these guys are 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 back. And you don't have to worry about um you know the you can play freshmen without the pressure of them having to carry the load. You know, there's still is is and there's a lot of young players on this team. Don't misunderstand me. But you know, you know, you have Mike Benning here for a third year, Mayhew for four years, Justin Lee for four years, uh, Capone's a junior. There's a bunch of seniors with Dornbach and Edwards and 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 Web, you know, McCade Webster and and guys that have been through the the wars already. You know, Magnus Crone has got a championship. He's a senior. Um, you know, and you know, Davis is is the backup. But, you know, he won last year, too. So uh, there's a lot of guys on this team with jewelry already. You know, you've been through the wars, and it matters. Yeah, no doubt it does. But uh, the point that I'm thinking that that what puts you over the top is two things to me. And we've talked about this uh, a little bit before, but we'll touch on it again. Um, When you've got a guy like Justin Lee that steps into the captainship and, you, you know, you see Justin on the ice and you see him do some big things and some good things, but he's not that standout superstar and they don't lean on Justin Lee, um, to be, to be the guy. But if you want to talk about a steady in hand in the locker room, I'm telling you right now, Justin Lee is about as good as it gets. Well, he's been through um, the wars, right? And he's a standup. Yeah, but he's a standup guy. He'll, he'll, he'll take it when it's, when they're getting beat, he'll, uh, he'll talk about it when they're not getting beat. And uh, he'll be the first one to defend his teammates on and off the ice. That's what a captain does. And that's how you grow this thing. The other thing I'll say is that what I've seen with the Pioneers is they grow along the way, right? They don't, they haven't peaked yet. They're not even close to peaking. They aren't going to peak until probably uh, the first week of the regional tournament or the first game of the regional tournament, I should say, because Which they're be building and, uh, and, and coach, Coach, I I asked him kind of indirectly, and I'll ask him more directly on Tuesday night, but I don't think he really cares, to be honest with you. Where they go, if they're in the tournament, I, I think he feels like we can beat anybody, any place, anywhere. And maybe he, he commented on this. He said, you know what? This weekend was fun for me because we won in different ways. He said, Friday night, our special teams are horrible, and then all of a sudden you get – a Saturday night. Our special teams are great. And, uh, you know, Saturday we won a lot of, or Friday we won a lot of face-offs, but one of our best face-off guys and, and Hobie Thompson, um, who wasn't, wasn't his sharpest. I, I don't see but that name Saturday listed on night, the roster. <laughs> Saturday night, they started doing their thing and, um, and they continued doing what they have to do. I asked uh, some, well, you know what? Let's, let's quit telling me what I said and let's hear what the players said. Let's start with, uh, yeah, with Carter King after way. Saturday night, Carter King. Here we go. Almost immediately. Yeah. It's part of the game, especially when you have a lot of penalties being called, there's a lot of ups and downs. So, um, something we kind of pride ourselves in and being able to reset and, uh, control our emotions and just play our game after that. Being a part of a national championship team last year, what did you learn and what did you take into this season? 
Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I think a lot of it was just having patience. Um, kind of what I was saying, you have ups and downs throughout the season, and we did last year too, so you can't expect to uh, be the best team in the nation the whole year. Uh, it's just making sure that we're playing the right way to go into the playoffs. What's the, the feel in the locker room right now? What's the confidence level like? Uh, we've got a lot of energy in the locker room right now. Um, obviously a big weekend. Um, we got a couple more weeks for the regular season, and then uh, I think we're excited to get the playoffs. So that's Carter King, the sophomore uh, who's really come into his own and really playing a lot of different roles. I was impressed with Paul, uh, what I saw from him this weekend, especially. I thought he was really good. Well, listen, first of all, you heard him basically say, you know, yeah, there's going to be ups and downs, but, you know, we realized that we had those last year too and, 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 and see how it ended. And so as he correctly said, you're not going to be the best team in the country every week, all season long. And yeah, you want that, to be the best team in the country in April. Right. And, 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 and you hear that the payoff of that playoff experience, right? I mean, you know, there are a bunch of teams that, that have the ability to win the whole thing this year. But I'll stand by what I said and have been saying all year long that Denver's still the best team. Um, they have the talent that the other teams have. And we'll see if we'll see if the other guys have learned from the experiences and the and and the non finish from last year for some of these teams. We'll see if they learn the lessons that 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 Denver learned, and you know, the they might end up as a three or a four seed. You know, not a three or a four seed, but the number three or number four seed overall based on the pairwise. Um, if you're the if you're if they end up the five seed like they would be technically right now. If you're that fourth number one seed, you're like really. We're we're a one seed, but we get the defending national champions in our bracket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, one thing I can tell you was, uh, do you use the fact that it was in Loveland, the regionals in Loveland last year, to their advantage? Um, which you should. When that's offered right. to you, you should. But this year, this year, that's not available, no matter where they go. So um, right. I, I just hope that they they don't fall any farther than where they're at. Uh, if you're the number two seed in you know in a bracket somewhere, okay, no problem. But if you're the number six, seven, or eight, and you have to, if you're number eight and you got to go into the bracket with the number one team in the country, whoever that may be, um, I don't know that you you like your chances uh, on that end of it. But who knows? Um, like you say, they're still the best team. Let's hear from Massimo Rizzo and hear what Massimo had to say after Saturday night. Compared to last year's in mid-February? Yeah, both unbelievable teams. I mean, um, you know, both championship teams. So I think we're going to do really good here down the long run with each other. What do you take away from this weekend, bringing it to the rest of the season? Just sticking with it. I mean, two physical games, um, obviously lots of penalties, but um, it was kind of a grind out there. So just playing our game and coming out on top. 
final one for me is the, uh, the whole season long, you've been getting everybody's best performance. Has it felt that way all season? Yeah, I mean, going into the year, we knew that. Um, going into every weekend, we know we're going to be prepared for that. So it kind of helps us. We're getting everyone's best, so it helps us play even better and, and get better as a team. Thanks. Okay, so that's Massimo Rizzo after Saturday night's contest um, where he said he, he likes this this thing. And, and like I was saying earlier, Paul, I, I think what he's seen and where they've grown is, okay, first month or two maybe, um, this target was kind of painful because everybody was really throwing it at us and we could, we didn't have any breaks. But now we've weathered the storm. We're, we're undoubtedly going to win our uh, next Penrose Cup this year, and it's going to be all by ourselves. It's not going to be shared with uh, another team, a team that I they mean, just uh, so. finished. Um, no, you got a nine-point lead with, with six games to go. I think you're going to be able to finish the job, and uh, they'll want to finish the job. There's no doubt about it. Um, so I think when you look at that, and now they're starting to get into this point, we're like, hey, we've weathered this storm. we got 27 or 23 wins right now, 23 wins. Uh, seven losses, no ties. Um, I think they're thinking, you know what? The confidence is there now. We've weathered the best that anybody could give us, and we're ready to carry it on to the next level. Well, that's what you're trying to do now, right? If you're Denver, uh, you have that lead in the conference. Um, you know, you're going to be the number one seed in the conference tournament. Um, you would like to win the conference tournament. Even though you don't necessarily, you don't have to. But you're going to sit there and and you you know you you want to make sure that even if you uh, play in the conference tournament and you and you happen to lose a game, that it's not because you didn't play well. You just ended up losing the game. Yeah, that's that's total truth, and I, I don't know that they've. Uh, won that tournament in a while. Uh, I'd have to go back and look to find out when they were on the frozen face-off last. But um, one thing I know is it's exactly what you said. That's how Coach Carl looks at it. Is just just continue to play your game. If you get beat by a better team, okay, you get beat by a better team, but don't beat yourself. Don't do stupid things. Um, you and know they what? tried and, on uh, Friday. Oh yeah, they tried. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> they tried. Um, you know. Uh, Usually when you're 0 for 5 on the power play and you give up two power play goals, you're not winning the game. Um, Let's go back to depth on that one. Well, yeah, and I mean, I'm sure that after that game was over that North Dakota had to be extremely frustrated. Because they oh, didn't yeah, give... and, then, and then they come out Saturday night and North Dakota takes the penalties and and Denver oh, well, converts. Yeah, well, Go figure. You're gonna give, I mean, you're giving Denver five minute majors. I mean, come on. I mean, that's Paul, they scored, bad enough. The first one they scored five seconds in, <laughs> and I thought, I mean, oh my goodness, we could see three goals here. And this, and then they took, then they took a stupid penalty, and and they spent I mean, two minutes at four on four. But and even that, I mean, um, the. In the second game, I mean, Denver just basically completely shuts down. And they still – and by the way, you you know how a coach thinks. Uh, North Dakota had six power plays that night. So, coach is like, yes, this is great. I can still yell at them because uh, we spent too much time in the box. But, I mean, holy smokes. I mean, 
you're giving Denver all that power play time. And so you already know that that's going to wear out your team. I don't especially there in the altitude. Yeah, not, not only that, Paul, then, but the first period they lose, uh, they have a five minute major, lose a player in Hain. Yeah. Uh, second period, they lose Tyler Clevin. Yeah. So now you're down two players going into the third period on Saturday night at elevation. Good luck with that. Yeah, I mean it's just crazy. Uh, and by the way, uh, you don't want to play. They're they're you know Denver got some four on four goals. So you don't want to play. You don't want to play Denver four on four. Are you kidding? Maybe there are maybe two or three other teams that are not in the NCHC. By the way, um, that want to play Denver four on four. I know I'm going to get crap from the Western Michigan fans, and as much as they score, but. Um, you don't want to have to defend Denver four on four. I'll tell you that uh, Western they'll, they'll get Duluth at home this weekend, and um, you know they're they're hoping to take care of business, obviously against the Duluth team that's down. But they respect them; they know what they've done and where they've been and how they can play. Uh, then they have Western Michigan on the road, and that has never been a good spot for DU to play. So. I think they want two uh, wins against uh, Duluth and going to Western Michigan with a bit of a cushion rather than um, having everything on the line. Although I'm speaking out of turn here because I, co- I know Coach would tell us that, hey, it doesn't matter. You know, we'll we'll go play anybody any place. But whatever, let's right, hear well, from I Coach mean, Carl listen, you gotta, after Saturday's night games. You know, okay. different every year, but... Take the temperature, if you can, of the room right now. How do they feel right now? Good. They feel good. So they're very excited. And, um, I think we, we won the right way tonight. And, and again, that's that's a great thing um, for us to continue to learn and develop um, as playoffs. Like we say, I mean, it gets two games closer every weekend now. So that was a playoff-type series. Next weekend will be as well. Western will be as well, and, and then we have CC, our, you know, our local arch rivals. So it's, it's going to be great hockey for us um, the next six games and continue to push. Is it nice to control your own destiny, so to speak, right now? Yeah, and that's, you know, we didn't really know how the group would fully respond to that, and, and I thought we did with a lot of maturity, and um, especially tonight, um, you know, to be able to win that, that other game in hand in, in the fashion we did, um, I think shows the maturity and the growth of the team. All right, so that's uh, Coach Carl, short and sweet, uh, after Saturday night's win. But you could hear in his voice, I think, the confidence. If you see the video, and I do have it up on our Twitter account, but you'll know that um, there's a different air of confidence. Um, I don't know if he'll admit it on Tuesday or not, but he looks more at ease. He uh, feels, I think, more at ease. Well, when you win, it makes you more calm. I mean, let's face it, when you win... No one expects you to repeat. Repeating is hard. Okay. Um, you know, I didn't start calling your bulldogs the vampires for nothing. Okay. Repeating is hard. But the, the positive in that is everybody knows that repeating is hard. And I'm not saying they don't want to win or they don't care if they don't win. But it makes it easier when you have one. And yeah. you know what it yeah. takes to win and get to relax at the same time. 
No doubt. No doubt. Okay, I'm going to step back to Friday. I'm This is a little bit longer clip with Carter Major, but a couple of things I want everybody to listen to here is uh, Carter noticed, as we talked about earlier, how many North Dakota fans were in the building. <laughs> and, uh, and he'll tell you about it, but here's about three minutes of Carter Major talking with the media. It was a really fun game having all their fans here. It was kind of annoying in a way, I would say, but it was a fun game. Like, it was physical, like that's playoff hockey. And that's what we're talking about. I saw after your first goal that you kind of showed off your jersey to all the, the UND fans in the, in the one corner. Was that kind of you sending a message? Oh, yeah. I hate, I hate UND, I'll be honest. <laughs> so I hate the green scene in our own building. So, but just to have that is massive. And still having our fans behind us is huge. Carter, you've been in kind of, by your standards anyway, a bit of a mini slump as far as goals are concerned, and yet you seem to be at your best tonight. Is there any exit just to get breaking a slump? Yeah. No, I, I really don't care about individual stats. I'm more about the team anyway. So, But to get those two goals is kind of massive for my confidence in a way, but still, it's all about team wins and get it to the end. So, The two goals that you guys scored in about 15 seconds after giving up the power play goal, how important was that just for momentum as you guys, and just for you guys showing resilience as well? Yeah, that was crazy. I honestly didn't even see the second one because it was so quick. But to just have that happen is huge, and just to get that momentum back when they tied it up was massive for our team. How do you guys kind of stay focused on the night where it's clearly, you know, they're a very good special teams team. They're trying to get guys in the box. I mean, how do you guys stay focused on that? On a weekend like this. Yeah, it's pretty hard, especially when you got guys running after each other. Like, we're doing the same thing. So, but we want to play five on five hockey because we are the better five on five hockey team. So, that's what we're going to try to do tomorrow. Have you recovered from that slash? Yeah, it got me right <laughs> in the leg, but yeah, I'm all right. Um, I'm going to ask you to be selfish. Can you walk us through that second goal? I mean, that was a highlight reel goal. Probably should be on sports tonight. <laughs> uh, I just got the puck in the news over Mike Betting and then. Just all open ice from there, and I might as well take it. And then I honestly don't remember what happened. I know I fell over, and then I shot it, so I didn't even see where it went in, to be honest. But it was pretty nice to get that one. Are you expecting more of the same tomorrow night, if not even more physical? Yeah, I'm expecting a lot more. They're a team that needs to win, and we're a team that needs to win, too. So it's going to be really interesting and a fun game. There's plenty of individual highlights tonight. Aiden on the first goal, really nice read, and just kind of buries one there to start off. I mean, how impressive was that to see from a freshman on a weekend like this? No, he's a really good player, and I'm happy to play him. He does a lot of the right things the right way, and he's understanding Denver hockey, and that's good for us, and he's going to take us to the next level, I feel like. How much does it help that you've had a tendency to mix lines throughout the season and tonight once again? Yeah, it's really helpful. We got a really deep lineup, and that's exactly what happened last year. We had deep lineups that we could switch in, switch out every single night. So it's kind of huge for our roster, just knowing that you can play with anyone on this team. So it's massive for our team. PK gave up two goals tonight. Um, that's been maybe the one Achilles heel of the team this year. But after the two goals, you guys kind of really bared down, especially with all those calls in the third period. What do you think changed, or what, did something maybe click at that point? Yeah, I, w- I would say we just stuck with our structure stuff. Like, they got a really good power play over there with really good players, like Reese Gaber and Jackson Blake. Like, they're unbelievable players, and they're going to make good plays. So we just stick with our structure, and hopefully it works, and it did. So. It was still two for eight, so it's underneath. <laughs> yeah, we'll still take all right, that's Carter Mazur uh, after the Friday night contest. Uh, Paul, your thoughts on Carter? Well, listen, I mean, he's – once again, you hear the confidence of A, being defending national champions. Uh, you're, you you built up a big lead in your league uh, thanks to this weekend. 
you've you 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 know wearing his emotions on his sleeve a little bit, telling you how he feels about playing certain teams. And I mean, like I said, you 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 hear you hear the confidence, and you know they they went up to St. Cloud and got beat a couple of times, and it is what it is. And uh, but you know they bounced right back. Uh, they got they took advantage of the time, you know, with the with the sweep of two weekend sweep of CC, and and it, it just looks like um, they're finding different ways to win every night, and. That's what happens when you win championships is you find a different way to do it based on how the game dictates you do it. And, you know, they have the kind of team that, oh, you want to play this way? We can play that way. We want to play that way? We play that way too. We don't care. But you can, you, you, yeah, you, I think, that's, I think the, right. that's the confidence you get when you win a national championship. All right, let's hear from Coach Carl Friday night. Keep in mind this is Friday night now. Coach Magnus always seems to come up big for you. He did it again tonight when you needed some big stops. Yeah. He stepped up and made them. Uh, you comfortable with that all the time? Yeah, I thought he got some good whistles, too, on the kill. And I thought his glove was really tracking it well tonight, um, which, again, got those whistles for us. So, yeah, I thought he was really good. Um, again, there was... They're a team that gets to the net front. They come to the, to the net hard, and he knows that. He's played against these guys a lot, and um, he stood his ground and um, did a real nice job for us tonight in securing the victory. Carter being Carter, big players make big plays and big games, right? Yep, yep, absolutely. He showed up tonight. Like I said, I thought he was, uh, from the first shift on, I thought he was excellent and looked like, uh, like I said, one of his best games in a while here. What was the bench's reaction to his highlight reel goal there, that second one? Um, I think uh, impressed, uh, excited. We got the two goal lead uh, back. Um, a lot of different things. So yeah, they're they're excited for him for sure. <laughs> David didn't want to say much about about the expression on the bench, but yeah, they were excited for him. They were impressed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that goal was scored as he was laying on the ice into the upper far corner. By the way, it was yeah. definitely a highlight reel. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, you know, that's that's, you know, when you're winning, those things happen. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, yeah. Unfortunately you know, for Pioneer fans, I don't think Carter Major is going to be wearing the uh, DU colors next fall. I think uh, he may be wearing the Red Wings colors. Um, they own his rights, and uh, boy, he he's just maturing and getting better and better. And boy, if he's back, I'd be shocked. Um, I wouldn't be shocked, but I wouldn't be surprised if he leaves. You know, I just, you know, the, the, the standard quote seems to be three years. That seems to be the, the, the school of thought right now for guys going from college into professional hockey. But we'll see. Like I said, I wouldn't be shocked if he's there too. But I, he'd only be there if he's playing in the NHL. Oh yeah, and, and not gonna, they're not going to keep him there if he's playing. You know, in, in the he's NHL. a Michigan boy, so they'll sell some tickets when he uh, signs his contract. So it'll be interesting to see. It'll be a big summer for Carter Mazur, but let's not uh, burst that bubble. Okay, one more real uh, two minute nineteen second clip. This is Sean Barron's 
the uh, Colorado Avalanche pick and uh, a defenseman who's really, really coming into his own. So here's Sean Barron's after Friday night. You know, it's a, that's a good team over there. Um, they're fighting for their season right now. Um, they're desperate team, so uh, the intensity of the game is really good. Um, it's high pace. Um, you know, just really back and forth. Uh, got a battle there. It, it, you're much the better 5-on-5 five five team. It's 5-1 five tonight, 5-on-5. Five five. How hard is it to resist the temptation? Because they want a lot of penalties. And yeah. Games, how hard is it to resist the temptation to hit back when they hit you? Um, I would say it's not hard. I think um, most of our penalties, it's just, you know, um, managing pucks, um, limiting mistakes. I think when we made mistakes, um, we took penalties, and they, they capitalized on them. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing for us is just limit those mistakes. And, uh, you know, I, I thought we played a physical game. Um, I don't think, like, any of the penalties were that, that bad um, with retaliation, so. Uh, it's just more limiting those mistakes. What does it say about the resilience of this team? You guys give up the, the power play goal to tie it up at two in the second, and then you guys respond with 15 or two goals in 15 seconds. What does it say for you guys to respond like that? Yeah, um, I think this team has a lot of character um, throughout the year. Um, you know, we've been building closer as a team. Um, I think you know, when we get punched in the face, we're getting a lot better at responding. Um, and obviously, that was huge for us tonight. Change a game and um, you know end up being the game winner that second goal. So those two goals. How good did it feel for you to get on the back of that team? Yeah, um, it always feels awesome. Um, you know, it was a great pass by Devo. Um, you know, just to, just to see when you win again. Um, this type of game you really enjoy playing in, just the physical nature and especially the rivalry. Yeah, for sure. I think um, you know that's that's my kind of game. Um, competitiveness was. You know, really high tonight, um, and it was a really fast game, not a lot of time and space to make plays. So I thought, you know, kind of tailors making my game. Was it fun to kind of send a message to all the North Dakota fans that were in the stands? You guys kind of, you know, shut them up in the third period? Yeah, um, you know, they, they traveled really well. Um, it's cool atmosphere, um, you know, when they're, when they're in town. So you know, it's nice to get a win. All right, John Barron, it's just a, a few minutes on Friday night. Uh, he scored a big goal, um, played really well all weekend. He might have been the best player in the ice all weekend. Paul, your thoughts on Sean Barron's? Well, I mean, what 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 are you, what are you going to say? I mean, uh, I mean, we we've talked about you know the combination of him and, and Shy Booyam for the last. Who, by the years. way, they were on the power play together. I think for the first time all time all their career. Um, well, I, it'll happen some more, I'm sure. I, you know, uh, I think that um, uh, once again, you're 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 talking about top level guys uh, that are young and still have experience, and um, I, I would be shocked if you didn't see that more as we go on through this season and into the NCAA tournament. Because those guys just move the puck so well. They just move the puck yeah. so well. And, and Shai continues to get bigger and bigger. They had him on the wing. <laughs> Man, he scored a goal, and he, and he was kind of chuckling because it was an op- pretty much an open net. But um, he just creates so much time and space uh, for them. So good to, uh, uh, good to see the Pioneers playing better. Good to see him in person. Big thank you to everybody here at Denver again for the hospitality 
as they always are, so warm and welcoming whenever I'm here. So uh, I always appreciate that. Or no doubt. And um, you know me, I, I much prefer to have two defensemen on the ice for power plays. I hate that four forward <laughs> stuff. I know you do. All right, let's take a quick break. Let's come back. We have more hockey talk about in just a minute or two. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goal. He before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for their next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. From the nation's best college hockey conference, access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? Question, comment, let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. It's Sunday night, which means it is 
College Hockey West Live. It's our recap show. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Greenwood uh, Village, Colorado. Been here, I've been here so long, I almost forgot where I am. Uh, anyway, um, right back here in Colorado, my co-host as always, Paul Hornstein, out in that big, beautiful palatial estate on Long Island, which probably got to work out. Probably got to work out this weekend. I think he was uh, scoping out a lot of things. Um, well, first of all, you should tell the chauffeur to tell you where you actually are. So this way you know and you don't have to forget about it. That's one. Two, they don't usually let me leave the basement. Once in a while, I get a, I get a, a weekend pass. You know, but. <laughs> I love it. Where are you watching the big game at? There's a big game on tonight? <laughs> Well, it's our big game special edition. Anyway, I, I think we spent a good uh, 45 minutes talking about the Pioneers, who deserve it. They're the national Close, yeah. uh, defending national champions. The big They've done a, a really good job of battling back. They they beat their arch rivals, as everybody would tell you. <laughs> it's a rivalry game. Actually, every time they play North Dakota, it's a rivalry game. But whatever. Um, uh, One of the oldest Four times the season. Hockey. Yeah, One of the so that's... Uh, in college hockey. You are correct, my friend. Um, so now we're down to three weeks left before tournament time. Um, the Pioneers seem to have everything in hand to, to get that Penrose Cup and make sure Michael Weissman only has to hand out one. Um, sure unless Heather's going to do it. Maybe, maybe Heather will do it. Maybe but Heather, um, maybe. it'll only be one uh, this year, I believe. I don't think there's going to be a tie. Could be wrong, Likely. but I don't think so. So anyway, uh, by the way, I'm going to Colorado Springs tomorrow, so I'll check with uh, uh, with Michael and see if the cup is there and shined up and if there's any dents in anything. I'll take a personal look tomorrow if that's okay. I'm sure you will. <laughs> anyway, the reason I'm going to Colorado Springs tomorrow is uh, there's a makeup series, Canisius and yeah. Air Force playing yeah. some hockey tomorrow. And uh, Air Force came off of a weekend, which you told me was good. Well, listen, they 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 – they 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 were sitting there and and you know they first of all when you score a few goals and they don't usually do that it helps um you know they they got to visit they got to see the the one of the a second new arena for the season over there at the Matiri uh, family ice center over there in uh, at Sacred Heart um. You know, they, they scored some power play goals, took advantage of some opportunities. Uh, it was a back-and-forth game, but I thought they played well. And I, I didn't, you know, and I, and I think that uh, they survived uh, some uh, a misconduct to Will Gavin. You know, um, but it was a pretty even game, considering that Sacred Heart was kind of playing um, – you know, I mean, they're they're trying to finish as high in their conferences as they possibly can, and 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 they've been struggling the the last few uh, the last few weeks. Uh, maybe it is that new building thing. Who knows? Um, but they're trying to make sure they finish second in the conference, Sacred Heart, and and Air Force is trying to make the conference tournament. Um, and this these next two games, Monday and Tuesday, will be huge for Air Force to have a shot at doing that especially since they're playing the team that they have to try to catch in order to uh, make the conference tournament. So 
Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, huge, huge, huge two games coming up. Uh, would have been, you know, I'm sure they would have liked to have t- taken that second game on on, on Saturday night. Uh, they ended up with a split. Um, you know, they, and but they had a chance to win. You know, it was you know, but once again, um, you know, it was it was a one goal game. They, they, you know, Sacred Heart got an empty net, but it was you know it was three three late in the third period, and just Sacred Heart got a goal a few minutes later after Air Force, you know, you know, tied it up. Um, and it just didn't happen. But, you know, they, uh, you know, it would have been, I'm sure that the extra point would have been nice if they could have at least gotten it tied and got to overtime, even if they lose. But they are set up where they at least uh, would seem to have their fate in their own hands uh, for the rest of the season here with these two giant sized makeup games this weekend or actually tomorrow. And, and of Tuesday. course they're yeah. Monday and Tuesday at the air force Academy. Um, then they get AIC. Um, then they get RIT. So you want to talk it's about gonna be um, a make or break, uh, three weeks for you. Uh, if you put it together as Frank's team, uh, Frank's territories teams normally do at the end of the year, um, you probably think you can do something with this uh, six-game stretch. We'll find out. It all starts tomorrow night. Uh, we'll be doing the huh? analytics, or I'll be, the analytics and eyeballs game uh, game podcast tomorrow uh, from um, the Air Force Academy. And, well, you know, um, they've got four games this week, and they're all at home. So, yeah, go get it done. Go get go it done. Go get it done. It's home cooking. Yep. Anyway, so that's Air Force. Um um lindenwood played a how do we call it ncaa division one or division three paul who who is stonehill and where do they fall in the ranks of college hockey because somebody likes to call them division three somebody calls them division one where are they it didn't matter uh lindenwood got a sweep at home um uh, you saw the text that i got from coach uh coach zombo uh he said he wasn't happy but yet uh he was happy well listen i i I, I saw a lot of the Friday night game that they won five to two, and as you sit there and watch the 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 game, especially in that first period, they Lindenwood probably spent, or it just seemed like they spent nineteen minutes and thirty seconds of that first period in the Stonehill end. And, uh, you know, at the end of the first period, it's one nothing Stonehill. And go figure. You know, um, then they come out in the second period, and it's a little more even. And, and I could just, I'm sitting there watching, and I'm like, it, it, the coach has got to be out of his mind. <laughs> got to be out of his mind. And about eight minutes into the, the second period, Lindenwood ties the game up again. You could just feel the breath as as you watch the game. You can just feel the breath finally starting to come out of the Lindenwood players as they finally relaxed. 
you know, because this is the first time all year they're playing expect, you know, as a favorite and a heavy favorite. And at yeah, home. And, and and at home. I was just saying, that's, they've only played okay. four games at home all year. Um, and these were the last two. And 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 to answer your question, um, technically, Stonehill is Division th- is Division One team, right? Their their program is Division One program. Um, we still call them Team Mystery because nobody knows what the heck's going on over there. And it's and not the like people haven't tried to find out. They've only played Lindenwood and LIU on the D one right. schedule this year. So, right, and and, you know, I and can we get that, why people and I understand get frustrated, but whatever. Right, um, but the fact of the matter is, uh, if you just come out and be like, "Listen, this is, we are D one, but the transition year, um, and we wanted time to to work," you know, it was just easier for us to schedule this way as we transitioned. And it was like it's a, but just come out and say it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just, just come it's, out and uh, say that. It's just and uh, that's fine. It's not been, yeah, it's just not been run the way we we would have expected it to. But whatever, it is what it is. And then Lindenwood still gets two wins. They don't care who they right. play, where they play. Right. And, and uh, Saturday, win, win. Saturday, Lindenwood just came out and said, "Yeah, we're not playing tonight." And and you know, basically. Um, they were up f- five nothing. Uh, Stonehill gets a power play goal. Lindenwood scores three more. Um, and you know it's eight two at the end of the second period. And, you know at that point, you know. Okay, we got a couple more series to talk about, but I one quick question: uh, If your coach Powers watching uh, tape on this guy, is preparing yourself for this weekend, um. What are you taking away from that? What What Nothing. do you think you're going to get from the Lindenwood Lions team? Oh, you, well, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get their best effort. You know, we said that. Yeah, we, we said Coach, that. Yeah, Coach Sambo told us that when he was on that uh, this is a big weekend coming up for them because of who they're playing and where they're playing and who might be in the stands watching. So, you know, and, you know, we we've already said it especially the last three, four weeks, uh, when ASU's playing these independent teams, these other independents, they're getting, ASU's going to get their best effort every night because they're considered the, quote, big dogs. Now, their record might not have them in that spot now, but they're still considered the big dogs of the five or six teams, depending on how you want to look at it. Yeah, so home five. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so that's coming up this weekend. I'll be there for that series. Um Let's uh, let's talk about uh, Fairbanks and LIU first, and then um, I know we're going to run out of time. And and CC and Omaha deserve more, and we'll probably talk about them more this week on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. But um, Fairbanks makes that trip. Uh, yeah, what did I say Monday? Yeah, Monday Tuesday. Um, but Fairbanks makes that cross country, and I do mean cross country trip. Yeah. Um, we had Coach uh, Largan on uh, Tuesday night to talk about it, and he was still road-weary, I'm sure. Um, yeah. They they played okay, got the first win, and it had to be difficult because on their body clock, they were playing in the middle of the morning. Oh, that's just, yeah. And I'm, and I'm sure that part of them going there as early as they did was that. Um, 
You know, the the two games this weekend were game it were what you expected, to be honest. Um, I, I know that that you know that that it was a five three win for for Fairbanks on Friday. Um not a lot of shots. A lot of penalties though. Each team got a couple of power play goals. Uh I'm sure that they were happy about the power play goals if even if they weren't happy with all the penalties they took. Um, but, but you know, like I said, I mean, these games were basically mirror images of each other. These two teams, you know, it was like it, the, the, the games were exactly what you expected, except on, on Saturday night, LIU kind of out Alaska to Alaska. <laughs> I like that phrase. That you told me that sense. a couple of times now. <laughs> um, and, you know, we know that both of those teams play hard every night. Uh, both of those Wow, that teams... was almost a tonight. No, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> Just check it. <laughs> you know, like, like London Wood and and and, and and these teams have played, you know, and obviously Fairbanks has won a bunch more games, but, you know, you go down the, 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 the schedules for, for Fairbanks, for LIU, for Lindenwood, for, for Anchorage. They're in those, they're in almost every game. Yeah, that's their identity. That's what they do. They're, uh, yeah. They they don't get blown out. They just hang around and they win games when it's uh, appropriate. And uh, yeah. so Fairbanks is hanging in there, number nineteen in the pairwise right now. They still would right. like to climb up a few more spots to try to solidify we'll a spot to. in the national tournament. But um, we'll see what close. happens don't, down don't, the road. You know, it is. They're not they that get, far. I mean, it, yeah, that's what I said. It's close. They could they could they could easily hop as high as fourteen. Easy. Yeah, and they have another big series coming up this weekend as they'll fly back to Fairbanks, which they are already, and they'll right. be joined by the same team they just played on Long Island right. with so, Long Island traveling up there to play. Then the the Nanooks will make the trip from Fairbanks down to Tempe the following weekend. So there's a lot of great hockey coming up in our uh, yeah. College Hockey West Independent Cup. Right now, uh, the Nanooks still hold a first-place mark with a 750 winning percentage. Uh, LIU is second with f- uh, the 500 winning percentage. Um, Lindenwood and Anchorage have yet to play, and the Arizona State is 0-2. So uh, we'll see what happens this weekend. It's going to be another fun weekend of hockey. Uh, we'll yeah. look forward to it. The final one before we wrap here, and we're getting really close to time, but uh, Colorado College went to Omaha, and I thought uh, it, it's so hard to describe how I feel about Colorado College because you know I'm watching them grow under Coach Mayotte, and you know how much I'm fond of that team and that program. But, boy, they're just, well, I thought, just a tick off all the time yeah, in order to I, get the W instead of a tie or a, an overtime loss. Well, you know, I mean, they, they you know, that's – you know, learning experience for these guys. You know, CC with the penalty shot from Noah Laba in, in, in overtime with a chance to win the game. After they come back from being down 2 nothing, by the way. Okay. 
Um, they don't convert, and then, uh, you know, they 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 get Hunter McCown gets a tripping penalty, and uh, Omaha puts it away with a power play goal. You know, you get a point, but you had a chance to get two or yeah, two. Um, but you know, and and at least you maintain your spot in the standings with the one point. Um, and then the next night, you actually play uh, a two-two tie. Um, another tough, tough, you know, grind it out uh, kind of game, and you win, and you get the extra point for uh, the shootout, even though it goes into the record books as a tie. Right? Uh, you get. Let, let me ask you, you that. Extra, let me, the extra. Let me ask you this. Goal it, to tie the game. Um, with Colorado College um, and the building process that they're in right now, mentally, um, it, it, how big is that to say that you won in a shootout, um, even though you know it goes oh, down we, as a tie? We, it's just the mental side of it to say that, hey, we beat these guys on their building. Well, you, they're you in, win the on, game, in right? Their ice, on their ice. <laughs> you win the game. Um, you're still trying to move up. Uh, as, as much as you can in the conference standings, you still have six games to go. Um, you know, you have a chance to finish fifth in the conference. Now, I, you know, uh, do they have a chance to go higher than that? Some freaky things would have to happen, but, you know, you still want to finish as high as you can. Um, they have a chance to, Paul, to finish fifth. Well, right now, Colorado College last year, um, they got Denver, their arch rival, first round. Uh, I think they want to play anybody but Denver in the first round. Well, probably because they can't score on Magnus Krona. That is a fact. He is uh, <laughs> he is something anybody else would, against them. So you know. So anyway, so so that's how uh, the Tigers finished up. Like I said, we'll have more Tiger talk, if you will, uh, tomorrow night and Tuesday. Give them a little more time, but. Another great week of uh, weekend of games and hockey, and three more weeks to go. Then we're stocking tournaments, and then the next thing you know, we'll be talking Frozen Four. And uh, Paul Hornson gave me a prediction. Do you want to tell the uh, listening audience who you thought uh, Denver would play to go to the Frozen Four? Who do I th- <laughs> think they would play? You, you said well, you gave me two teams for a right to go to Tampa. Well, yeah. I mean, the way it's set up now is – with Denver being the the two seed, a two seed, they'd be in the same bracket as BU. <laughs> and man, oh man, wouldn't this, that be fun? That be a heavyweight matchup. Oh, that would be a fun game to watch. Uh, yes, yeah, so we have, of course, where. Yeah, we, and that's the thing. We don't have any clue of who's going where yet. It's way too early for that. But uh, the pairwise watch has started. And uh, will be closely watched uh, down the stretch. But okay, um, tomorrow night, analytics and eyeballs live from uh, the Cadet Ice Arena on the uh, Air Force Academy grounds. I'll be there. Paul will be in his basement as usual. <laughs> we're, we're going early. It'll be five p.m. Mountain, seven p.m. Eastern for those of you who want to listen live, and we do encourage that. And uh, that'll be our uh, our Monday night show, and then Tuesday night. Um, it'll be from Loveland, Colorado, as I've got an AHL game nice. and probably a snowstorm to deal with, uh, the way it sounds here in Colorado. Ugh. So, uh, um, Ugh. 
pray that I have a shovel and ice scraper and all that good stuff. Well, I'm sure that you'll find one for the chauffeur to use. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if the chauffeur's name is Enterprise and a Toyota Corolla LE, yeah, well, that, uh, that's I mean, what we'll yeah. have. Yeah, you know, hey. <laughs> All right, take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask, College Hockey West Live on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Brought to you by Desert Toyota of Tucson. No gimmicks, no games, just a great car, a great experience. Find us at DesertToyota.com or at 7150 East 22nd Street in Tucson. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style, available at two locations, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, as well as 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey, Top Golf, place of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local center or go to topgolf.com. Liberty University, over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state-of-the-art campus. See us at liberty.edu. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is, in resort or in town. And by College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. College Hockey West Live presented by Behind the Mask. And all the IcetimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download wherever you get your podcasts from. Search, subscribe, rate, and review ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review the show. Help people find it wherever you can. College Hockey West Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com. Very well done, my friend, and I will say for all of you uh, watching the big game, um, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. I know Paul. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Charlestown uh, Chiefs. Red that the red and red and yellow flag because he really didn't want the team in the green to win. Um, so yeah, congratulations. The uh, Super Bowl's in the book. Can I say that? Oh, sorry. The big games are in the book for this year. The NFL season is over and now we turn our focus right back to hockey and uh, the countdown to a national championship. Uh, if you'd like to join us, uh, February is uh, for the love of the game month for us. So if you'd like to join us, uh, you're getting a heck of a deal. Uh, full corporate partnership for $2.14 per day. Find something better than that to keep your name, your business, your brand, your company in front of uh, an audience every single day, seven days a week, 365 days a year for $2.14. Not going to happen. So uh, reach out and uh, let's get this done. What's that? I thought you were going to say $2.14 a month. No, per day. two fourteen per day. <laughs> okay. What a deal. What a deal. Think about that. $2.14. Your ad is up all the time on the website. You can archive it on the podcast. I mean, it's the way to go, folks. I've only got 14 of them. So the first 14 to get in and get paid and get started are the ones that will get them. Okay. Um, that's it for tonight. We'll say goodnight to little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers De Niro. I'll ask you to tune in a little early tomorrow, 5 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Eastern, for the uh, analytics and eyeball show live. 
from the Cadet Ice Arena in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Good night, everybody. Good night.